0: Okay, dog. Okay. Hey, okay. Never mind.
1: All right. Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned in to the Traveling Hoopers podcast. I am your host, Alan Pettigrew, and I will let one of these two fine gentlemen I am with go ahead and introduce themselves.
0: What it do, what it do, boo, boo. My name is Philip Dixon. I'm the one you want to go to when it comes to the sports thing. No offense to Alan, no offense to Calvin, we all bring something separate to the table. When you want to know the real deal, look your brother up. Uh,
2: sup y'all, I'm Calvin. Let's get into it, I I never had much of an introduction. So, Calvin bro, we're gonna have to write you, write you a better introduction bro. <laughs> well, that's fair, that's fair. I don't know if I'll read it, but it, it probably better
1: than what I'm doing now. Nah, that's your assignment for now. You gotta come with a better intro. You said. <laughs> I, I, I don't got better than that. Like, I,
2: just, I just don't. It's just not that important to my come with a high. Come with a high. Cool. Oh, some
1: type of cool. I don't know.
0: I'm weak, bro. That was funny. Yeah.
1: You gotta do something. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> But all right, y'all, we're going to switch it up a little bit different this week. We are going to do this a little bit more um, op-ed today. And uh, we're each going to give a light of something that we want to talk about. Um, and we will do that right after we get into the Rookie Report. And that will be hosted by our good friend, Calvin McGowan.
2: Oh, we're getting into her? Uh, Alright, okay. So, um, what? Oh, wait. Ah. Uh, whatever.
0: Nothing counts, keep going. Nothing counts.
2: Hmm. Oh. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, why okay. do you need to
1: see this <laughs> thing? Dude, this is so awkward, bro. bro. This is so awkward.
0: Oh god! Okay. Uh, like I'm, I, I, I'm gonna front. I thought you were about to say we got a sponsor. I'm not gonna lie to you. You set it up. Are like we were about to get a sponsor? but you said rookie report. It kind of he was not ready for that, bro. Oh my god! We,
1: we do got a sponsor, though. Do we really? Yeah. Who? Um, broke peoples united.
0: Oh, listen. Uh. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I thought you had like a real sponsor, like the the person. It is a real sponsor. sponsor. Man, for you, I got money. No, you're broke. I ain't broke. Anyways, I ain't broke. I don't want no. I don't want nobody to think I'm broke. I'm not broke. I got. I got that goo up You know what I mean. But okay, so let's do this. Mm-hmm. Let's hold off on the. Let's hold off on the rookie report. Cover, right. bring up the stats. Bring up whatever you need for the rookie report. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I can off the mind with with my subject. While Calvin gets the whole rookie report thing set up, is that fine, Alan? That sounds sure. I mean, you're the one who's hosting. I'll have to ask you first.
1: Go ahead, bro.
0: Why, 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 why you snickering?
1: Oh, cause, um, cause this is funny. It
2: is, bro. Yeah, it is, it is pretty funny. It's yeah. funny like the worst way possible.
1: But no, no,
0: funny. in the most.
2: I mean, we could always edit it out or something. No, nah,
0: nah. nah. just have to say it. Yeah. All right. Let me do the thing. All right. So shout out to load management. Load management is my emerald team for this year, but that's a different subject for a different time. Um Load load management has been like a big issue this year. I don't want to say it's been an issue. It's been a big topic for sure. Um It's been a thing going on for. Quite some time now, you know, because we know um, we all remember it when it came to the San Antonio Spurs, right? Yes, sir. I don't know when the last time Tim Duncan played 82 games in a season. I don't know when the last time he played 80, 75. You know what I mean? Like all those are question marks. But that was when the I first heard the term load management was from the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, do you know when you first remember hearing the term load management, Allen?
1: Of
2: course, Greg Popovich.
0: All right, what about you, uh, Calvin?
2: Sam, Greg Popovich, Tim Duncan.
0: Okay, and that, and like, I don't, know, I don't know, when you first started playing basketball, but for me, that was around like 2009, 2010, when I really started paying attention to that, you know what I mean? Um, and for some reason, it's just a topic that's come back into play this year, um, specifically pinpointed towards Kawhi Leonard, right? Uh because right as of right now, we are a few weeks, no a little more than a month into this season, and Kawhi Leonard has already sat out like three games. Uh and that's something that they don't expect to cease. They expect that it to keep being a thing because, you know, low management for Kawhi Leonard, it was a thing last year when he played for the uh the Raptors. And it was a thing clearly when he played for the Spurs. Um so, you know this year, people have seemingly had a bigger issue with it um than they had before, you know, and I think it's because this year it's more even, you know what I mean the whole n b a itself is even you know they got two people pretty much per team, no one <coughs> excuse me, no one really knows who's gonna win a championship, so they're looking at you know you know all these regular season matchups. And for the paying customer, the season ticket holder, the people who are playing, you know, buying NBA lead pass, so on and so forth, people are looking at it like, is load management fair to the consumer? Um, I don't think that really matters personally. I really, I mean, like, it, it matters to, okay, let me take it back. It matters to an extent, but not to the point of uh, where they're taking it. Um, it's more of like, the player itself right the competitive nature of the player itself um is a player healthy enough to play i don't care about the healthy enough to like you know be showcased for the world are you just healthy enough to play if the answer is yes you should be playing if the answer is no you should not be playing if you are injured you know what i mean um and i haven't really heard any good ways to counteract this load management thing right People have their own ideas, and you know, I've heard some good ones. Actually, it's a lie. I haven't heard any good ones. I've only heard bad ones. But that did change until today. And today, I was, you know, flipping through my YouTube recommendations, and I saw Jalen Rose had said something about it. And I, you know, generally respect what Jalen Rose has to say about basketball, generally. Um, and, you know, I clicked on it to see what to say, and he had. I would say the best idea when it came to counteracting against load management, and his idea was this: if a player doesn't play because you know of load management, and that is the only and singular reason, their stat line is zero, 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 zero for that day.
2: Because mm. you know,
0: NBA players are looking at stats. A high majority of them are looking at stats, right? Um, they get a piece of paper slid under their you know, their seat during certain timeouts to see where their stats are. Things like that. They asking the manager, what are my stats right now? They go out there, you know, got a lot of stat guys out there. And if that was the case, that would automatically hit a lot of NBA players with their ego because the stats do a lot, you know? The bigger the stats, the better the stats, the bigger the paycheck, so on and so forth. But then uh, Jay Williams asked him, you know, what about people who are, like, legitimately injured? Like, how would you be able to tell? So on and so forth. And Jalen Rose said, which I thought was also a good idea, if you are playing the last five minutes of the game before, then more than likely you are not injured going to this next day. You know what I mean? And that made a lot of sense to me, um, which clearly that's not like a 100 percent guarantee type of uh, type of um, uh, policy. But that would cut down a high majority of people who are trying to fake the front and, you know, use this load management thing. It's just a, a resting tool. You know what I mean? So for the people who are actually out here concerned about load management, I think that's probably the best option that I've heard so far. I don't know if you guys have heard anything better. Uh, if so, please let me know, or please let the crowd know. You know what I mean? But yeah, so when it comes to load management, that's what I had in my mind right now.
1: I think the only thing I have a issue with with that is um <clears throat> the top flight guys. I don't know if they're too worried about having a game where they get zero zero and zero. Like if LeBron just doesn't play a game just because he wants to rest, I don't think. At any point, will he be? Uh, will he be worried about getting that stat line of zero, zero, zero? And I think Kawhi Leonard would even care less.
0: But here's the thing, though, they wouldn't care about one game. Those games would add up, right? And if you're LeBron James and you're at this point in your career, or if you're Kawhi, or even when he was younger, like, even when he was younger, and he's looking, you know, to take. Scoring titles and to pass up Michael Jordan on certain things and pass up you know Kevin Durant on the all-time scoring list or you know or uh, uh, you know Westbrook with the triple doubles or it's gonna take you a lot longer to do it if you are getting zero zero zeros and your stat line is not gonna look as good at the end of career. Um, you know one game, yeah, but like Kawhi Leonard, like 15 games in a season, 10 games in a season, that adds up.
2: But, yeah. Like, wouldn't, so if our people, so teams start getting penalized for, you know, load management and, like, just not playing players, like, for some, like, for, like, no good reason effectively. Wouldn't the result of that just be teams coming up with the reasons? Not, like, why their dudes not playing, like, oh, I mean, he's got some kind of nagging day-to-day ankle injury or something.
0: I mean, either that or the NBA itself has, like, their own doctor who goes around and tells these people things, right? But either way, it's going to be a biased doctor, right? Uh, if it's a team doctor, we already know those, those, those have, you know, team doctors have biased opinions. Um, if they could find, like, a way to do some kind of nonpartisan, neutral doctor... That would would be the best way to counteract that point you just had, Calvin. Um, But, you know, I think the point of it is, excuse me, you go at the player, not the team, and you go at something not financial because in certain cases, the team would just pay off that fine for the individual. You know what I mean? So, like, a stat line is something that, like, a player's ego at that level would more than likely care about, and it's something that the team really can't, um, counteract also with, like, finances.
2: Alright. Well, hold on, I'm, I'm sorry. But, um, like, the thing, though, is... Okay, let, let, let's say we do this. Wouldn't... Because the thing is, alright, people are getting... Let's just say, for whatever reason, it works perfectly. There are people making up um, illnesses and maladies for for players to see. But then there's the whole issue of, like, the stat lines that are presented aren't really accurate because we now have it being shown where they play games they didn't play. And, you know, they have those straight zero stat lines, which throws the numbers off. And I would assume that these numbers... Don't while they of course matter to players, also matter to coaches and GMs and all that. Not in the sense of, not not in the sense of, um, like any kind of ego type of thing, but more in the sense of accurate information. So, even if we do have this, wouldn't it end up probably being? A situation where somewhere like there's some some while that is the official stat line, there's a stat line somewhere else that probably folks collectively would have access to, or maybe everyone does it individually. That shows what their actual stat line is, and that's what they would get paid off of. In which case, they like literally nobody would care about the straight zero stat lines.
0: I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Um, that there would be like some like weird alternative that like, you know, teams, all kind of stuff, and GMs and coaches would be basing their, um, I guess analytics off of,
2: I guess you're saying? Well, Uh, like, it'd be like analytics, but also kind of game planning, just because, like. I mean, but like, if you,
0: if you are, okay, in terms of game planning, if you're in the NBA and, you know, you're watching film, you know what I mean? Like, you're watching film of these people. You're over here, um, you have other ways to kind of scout um, your players and other players that have nothing to do with you looking at a stat line. You know what I mean? At that point, you're looking more like eye to eye, uh, eye to game, than like, oh, how many scored a Because, you know, those kind of get misconstrued, at that level, it can get misconstrued about, you know, certain statistics, certain statistics, I guess you would
2: say. Oh, no, like, I get that. It's just, like, I would assume in part of game planning with it is less, like, like obviously, ultimately, with game planning and how are you are going to guard somebody, that's more of a tape thing. But it's also, I feel like, worth noting, it's like, oh, um, this dude, who for whatever reason averaged 10 points a game last year, is now hit, like now every, any given night, he's liable to hit you up for 20 or something. And like the thing is, it's worth knowing if only you can, you can then measure how effective your defense or whatever your game plan is, was relative to what they normally do. And if, and with the unreliable numbers, you would need another way of doing that.
0: Okay. But also in terms of load management, only a select few players load are are managed like this. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not like everybody is. Somebody who's averaging ten points a game at any point in the career is not being load managed. It's gonna be the best player on each team and some teams no best player. You know what I mean? Like there's certain teams in the NBA that have no one that deserves to be load managed. But then you got people like Kawhi, you know, some people like uh LeBron. So on so forth, you know, the top, the top, top tier, not, not just top tier, but the top, top tier. And then, you know, you have, you're going to obviously have people like Giannis who don't want to sit out and, you know, Jokic who don't want to sit out, you know what I mean? Um, uh, but I think we have to keep in the context of load management itself and who is actually going to be load managed.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I also think another reason why that's just not going to work is um, that in the long run is going to affect way too many people's money. Uh Like, just from a the NBA NBA MBPA, like, the Players Association is not going to let that pass, because um, let's say you do sit those 10 games out if you're Kawhi Leonard, and you're averaging, when you do play, you're averaging 27, 10, and I don't know four, but once you factor in those zeros, you come up with the twenty-four. Because of that, you're not making uh, all NBA teams. Yeah, some, uh, yeah, but we're that. also yeah. we're
0: also considering the fact that um, the system wouldn't adjust with this, right? If this mm-hmm. happened, things would adjust like accordingly to this. You know what I mean? Like it wouldn't be the same, and then just and everything wouldn't be the same, and this would happen. This would happen, and then other things would adjust accordingly. Um, but also, I think we're missing the point that I said this is the best thing I've heard so far of how to manage this. I did not say it was perfect, but I've also heard only bad things up, up to this point.
2: Oh. Uh, gotcha. Fair enough.
1: All right. Would you, is that everything? Or you, you, you wrapped it up?
0: Like latex.
2: Ah, uh, Transition, Calvin, do you have anything? Um, well, as far as the rookies, we got, actually, they seem to be fairly strong collectively. You got, of course, at this point, you, of course, have nine players averaging 11 points or more a game. Um, John Morant currently leads all rookies in scoring and assists. Um, what, Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Hero are being, of course, still pretty good for the Heat. Um, who are currently, what, I think, second in the East? Yeah. Um, and Barrett is trying to make the Knicks matter.
0: (laughs) I was watching an RT the, audio the other day. He's boo-boo. Like, as of right now, I'm not, saying he can get be- I'm not saying he's not gonna get better and things like that. But as of right now, uh, this date, Sunday, November, whatever day it is, 14th, 2019, um, he's garbage.
2: Wait, you think Bear's trash?
0: He's not looking good at all this year.
2: Uh, I mean, I haven't really watched him, but his numbers are respectable. Especially
0: for a rookie season, but. Oh, no, no. I was just watching. I was just watching him play, and I was like, mm, I don't know. Like the confidence you saw him play with, and at, at Duke, he's not playing with right now. Yeah, it's probably because he's playing with the Knicks. But um, for him to be such a high draft pick, you would think that you know, you know. I don't know. You you would think that uh, I don't know. The same swag isn't there, and. His 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 gameplay is like completely different from the way he plays there. Yeah, he's playing with different athletes and different players, but like in a different system. But like just like how he played in high school, how you played in college, it's a like completely different than what he's playing like right now. He's playing kind of timid to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: This is just for me watching like the couple of games I have watched by the way.
1: Yeah, um, I've heard like two different sides of the story. I've heard people say he looks really good. And this is like Jalen Rose 2.0. <laughs> then I've also heard people say um, he's just, and I think this is probably coming from more of the numbers people. Like he's putting up good numbers, but he is terribly inefficient And the way the Knicks are set up. There's no way he's going to succeed without just having numbers that just look like he's stat padding.
0: If you follow House of Highlights on Instagram, he is one of the most amazing rookies this year. But if you watch the games, um, there will be long lapses in the game to where you forget he's on the floor. Like long gaps.
2: Um, Alright, just for the folks listening, real quick. um, Baird is currently averaging 15.8 points a game, 5.8 rebounds, 3.8 assists, shooting 41% and 35% from deep. All right, continue. I just thought we should
0: no, that's some not, that's, context. That's, that's pretty much it, too true. Yeah.
2: Um, so, like, do you think he's going to... Do you think he... All right. Do, do you think he's going to... Um, all right. Do you think any improvement he makes is going to matter this season at all?
0: No. I think um, the Knicks are uh, the worst organization to go to in the NBA. Um, and any kind of improvement... To a player, any kind of player development that happens to a Knicks individual is a dice roll. It's all up in the air. I have no idea if it's going to be good or bad. You just have to, you know, hopefully stay optimistic and say it's going to be good. But when it comes to the Knicks, have no idea. Yeah. The Knicks are awful, man. It's like Their organization is, as of right now, the organization is probably the worst in the NBA. Like generally speaking, that's why no one wants to go there. They get all these B, you know. They like they, I'm gonna say they get all these B, um, these B NBA players. Like this is like the best recruiting class they've had in a while since like Melo was there, and uh even this isn't that great. You know what I mean? Like yeah, Julius Randle's handing the ball too much. You know, uh, their best, their person who's averaging the most points per game for them is. Marcus Morris, Marcus Morris at 18 points a game, I believe. Um, and whenever Marcus Morris is a really scorer, um, I'm sorry, but yikes.
1: Hey, I don't think, I don't, do y'all remember there was some point during the summer when the Knicks signed basically five power forwards or so? Yes. And mm-hmm. people said there is a chance that the Knicks will make the playoffs and we're dead serious. And oh, at dad. that point, I was like, <laughs> what What do you see in this lineup? No one. Like, R.J. Baird and a bunch of, like, basically three-star guys.
0: I will say this, though. I will say this. Marcus Morris, for, yeah, he should not be averaging 18 points a game I and mean, being your leading scorer, if you want to win, at least. Um, but when he got drafted, they said he would not succeed in the NBA at all. They said Marquise was going to be super successful and that Mark Marcus or Mark Marc Marquise Mar- Mar- was gonna be super successful and Marquise, yeah, that's so lazy. Marcus. and Mar and Marcus It's like, man, that's a lot of these. And Marcus Morris was not gonna to be too successful because he was two inches shorter than his brother. So for him to be where he's at right now, I fully appreciate that. You know what I mean? But if you want to have a winning organization in the Knicks, then he can't be a leading scorer because um, they did get him, Randall, Tosh Gibson, and Bobby Port, B- B- Bobby Portis, all the same time.
2: They're still on the roster too. Yeah, and
0: they're all playing. Like they're all playing significant minutes. Taj Gibson less than others, but still like enough minutes to matter. You know what I mean? And it's kind of it's kind of impressive that you could just like do that and. R.J. Barrett, they tried to run on the point a couple couple times uh, a couple weeks ago, and it didn't work work out well. Uh, oh, so he's, God. like, playing, like, 2-3, which he's not a 2 in the NBA. You know what I mean? He don't shoot well enough for that at all. Uh, so he's pretty much playing 3-4. Um, so it's just a bunch of power forwards out there running around in circles with Robinson as a, as, as a 1. You know what I mean? It's very strange to watch.
2: Mm.
1: So just point. I feel so bad for him, because I feel like it's going to be a rough next seven years for that dude.
0: I mean, he wanted to go there, right? Like, and I, I'm pretty sure that wasn't a front. Like, him being excited to go to the Knicks uh, when he got drafted, you know, oh, I can't believe I'm a Knick. That man's like, all oh, mouth. Um, <laughs> and he was, like, super into it, you know what I mean? So I, I assume it was genuine. But then, the game started that weren't summer league games and I, I hope, I, I, hope he's not like, you know, gonna let, let this detour the rest of his career. You know what I mean? Uh, it just happens that the Knicks in, you know, the last, what, 10 years or last nine years all have been the worst organization in the NBA bar none. Like for the Oklahoma City Thunder to be doing as well as doing right now and the Knicks to just be sucking it up the way they are is complete, like, flip-flop. You would think, or most people thought, from the beginning of the year. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, but that's what happens when your organization sucks at every part of putting a team together.
0: Yeah, that's very true. It's very true. But people had no idea that Oklahoma City is going to be, you know, as respectable as they are right now. Yeah, you got Chris Paul as a point guard. But yeah, what? Who else? You know what I mean? But Shaw is nasty. Steven mm-hmm. Adams is good. You know what I mean? So like, uh, so like, they were <clears throat> underwhelming coming into the season, but now they're like showing that like, yeah, we can like make it to the playoffs and that's it though,
1: but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> hey. The real fans knew, bro. There's just too many, that's too many decent to good pieces for them not to at least sniff the playoffs. At the very least,
0: but the Knicks have decent players. They have all decent players. Like, but they
1: have decent players that don't fit. It's just a fit. Yeah, and then they, they have they have like seven or eight power forward centers, and then like somewhat mobile forwards, and they're like, yeah, this is good. And then you got Dennis Smith Jr. and um, Frank Nilakina as your point guards. And we've already come to grips that neither one of them are like starting caliber; they're barely <laughs> backup level. Well, Frank uh, a little bit more. Frank, defense Frank is, a, Frank is a
0: good backup point guard. Dennis Smith is like that weird Terry Rozier kind of. Are you a backup? Are you a starter? Like you're not good enough to be a starter, but you're not. But you're a little bit better to be a backup. He's like in that weird limbo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, by the way, my bad. Devonte Graham, killing. Boy. Boy. Gotta love Kansas. Bro. Devontae Graham, if you would have told me three years ago that Devontae Graham would pick up the starting job and average over 18 points a game in the NBA and would stay on one team longer than Frank Mason, I would have said, what kind of dope are you smoking? Yeah. The fact yeah, it that...
1: makes a little bro, bit of
0: sense, i one crazy, bro. Yeah. He was a G League last
1: year. Yeah. It makes a little bit of sense why Devontae Graham stayed over Frank Mason. Uh, I think Frank Mason relied on his athleticism a little bit more than Devontae Graham does. And that is like the pure difference. Like it's it's skill over just I was much quicker than everybody else. And now that the NBA has caught, caught up to this, like, um, I don't have the size nor the skill to kind of overpower everybody else. Devontae saw, Graham, like two inches taller, a better shooter. That's right. about it.
0: Frank Mason had a lot of skill too. It's not like he didn't. Like, Frank Mason had a lot, a lot. Of, he was very skillful. But yeah, he's, Devontae he's, Graham also, he's, he's, but you did not, you, you can't tell me that in the NBA you saw Devontae Graham doing what not, he's doing now. Not at all. No one did. Zero percent people did. Third guard. Did, third guard. If you did, you a Kansas booster. Like, no one else, no one else thought that. Like, he's out here killing. He took Taylor Rozier's job, and they paid Terry, Terry Rozier good money.
1: Yeah. yeah. Poor Taylor <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, Taylor Rozier is like, he smoked hella blunts, bro. Dude got black lip.
2: Whatever. Whatever. What's the rest of the rookies looking like, Calvin? <laughs> Alright, so um Eric Pascal Pascal, um went over at Golden State. Putting up fifteen point six a game. Um but of course Golden State is a dumpster fire at the moment. Shit shit. Um Yay.
1: What? Right? <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to say, it. I didn't want to be that hater today, but uh-huh. Seeing, so, Gold- seeing Golden State sucks makes me happy. And also it's like, I didn't want to be this happy. I did want to see y'all get blown out by 40. Like, I wanted y'all to lose, but not by 40.
0: I did. <laughs> Shoot, what's up, I wanted them to lose by 40, 50, 60. They ruined basketball. Um. I'm- and, and Draymond Green's
1: playing point guard tonight. Yeah. I'm going to tell you why I didn't I didn't want them to be super bad. I wanted them to at least be a playoff team. So, they're still picking in like the 20s. So, it's not a, a direct boost where we're looking at they could grow the future here. If everybody stays out and their best players are Draymond Green <laughs> and <laughs> Jantro Russell. Yikes. And their third best player is Eric Pascal. Whoa. They are going to end up in the lottery, and what I don't want—this isn't like a deep draft—but there's at least four or five guys that, when everybody else is ha- is healthy and they have him, they could they could benefit greatly.
2: Like depending on who it is,
0: bro, they're still going to be middle of the pack.
2: No, oh, man. I need- like as they stand right now. Um like you think they're gonna end up middle pack by the end of the season. By the end of the season.
1: You know Curry, there's a chance Curry doesn't come back, right?
0: Curry say he come back. Curry I mean come back. Yeah, he's soft. Yeah, he's a little ho, but he say come back.
2: Okay like, fairness, I'm not sure if you should rely on a player to tell you when they're coming back. Because I mean, him, a lot, because there, because there are a lot of players who, if you let them, they will probably limp out on the on the court with a broken leg. I e. Clay Thompson.
0: But no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. We're not comparing Clay and his ACL to uh to uh Steph Curry in his hand. Steph Curry has a reputation of being soft anyways. He's going he's, he's trying to like you know uh, counteract that by you know trying to act all tough. So he might actually go out there and try to play. Man, he's gonna be off. And I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see his air balls. But um, he said he's going to be out there. And, you know, Steve Kerr isn't really a coach. He oh, kind no. of oh. there and kind of just goes, "Uh, move. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he got punked into him playing.
1: Wow. Um, I, I still don't understand why we let him... Why we let people tell us Steve Kerr is a good coach?
0: No one tells me that. If he tells me that, I don't talk to him about basketball ever again.
1: Well, I don't know any... I've r-
0: say that for a
1: while. Just I, don't
0: it, bro. Bro. I don't listen to ESPN commentary unless it's three people. And they're all former NBA players. None of these nonsense, wackadoo newspaper writers are, don't know anything about basketball. They over here are just lame nerds.
1: As one of those people that hurt. Bro, it's true, though.
0: Like, yeah, people you know, out there that armed up, a high majority of them are lame and, like, really don't know basketball. And, like, yeah, you're one of them, but you're making a way up, and I know you, and you know basketball. You know what I mean? But a lot of these other people, they'll say things that, like, do you really know basketball, or are you just talking to talk? You know what I mean? Like, like, Ward, Ward Janowski, he knows basketball. I'm not going to ever say he don't know basketball. You know what I mean? But, yeah, does the look like he ever dribbled a ball before? Hell no. <laughs> My bad, I kinda of went in on, 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 on Woj, my bad. <laughs> I didn't mean to go in on Woj like that. I like Woj.
1: You were awful! <laughs> I love it! I love it!
0: So, I'm really, I, I said that, I felt bad immediately, bro. i lot uh, of you.
1: Hey! I guarantee we are gonna look up and Woj was actually like a low D1 major player.
0: Bro, no way. That's
1: hilarious. That would bro, be hilarious. Do you, remember,
0: yeah. do you remember when, um uh, Jalen Rose called Skip? <laughs> the exact same
1: Wolfram thing I like mean,
0: how many points you average a game? One? Two? Like, like in high school I bet you played varsity your senior year only Now, I took offense to that Because that was me But, <laughs> on the other hand I, I average more than ju- Junior year No, I transferred it in uh, okay, I transferred yeah. in so I had to play junior year But, the coach did say If I was there freshman year, I would have started varsity freshman year what said, a lot. what about, what about the team itself? Who cares? But, um, since I transferred there, middle my junior year, I had to play JV first semester and then I was able to play varsity last year. Bro, but like, yeah, man, you got, and don't even get me started on these women, bro. No, I'm
1: joking. <laughs> Boy, we about to hit that mute on your mic so quick. I mean, but you- Please shut up. I I
0: know where this is going, I think. Bro, I'm an open <laughs> book. You know I don't care.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but you see, I'm, I'm joking about that though. But a lot of these people in general don't know about basketball, and they're over here, you know, on the jump and on Sports Center just talking to talk. Like, what are you talking about? Um but well just not one of those people. <laughs> okay.
2: <sighs> Calvin, you got anything else for the rookie report? Um, yeah, nothing too much sticks out, you know, how, like, P.J. Washington is playing strong. How much is Reggie averaging from Atlanta? Hmm?
0: How much is Reggie averaging from Atlanta?
2: Um, wait, who's averaging for Atlanta? How much
0: is Reggie, the rookie, from Atlanta?
2: Uh, hold up. Let me pull up Atlanta, because I
0: Yeah. Welcome to Atlanta. Um, I tried to rap an Atlanta song. I don't know any off the top of my head.
1: It's okay, bro.
0: Welcome to Atlanta, hold a band to dance. And I ride on the beast like every day. Big beat. Something like that, right?
2: Party don't start till 8 in the morning. Which rookie? Red, uh, what? Reddish is averaging. Oh, yeah. Reddish, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's why. I, okay, you just said that. Okay. Okay, like, I didn't want to say nothing. And
0: like, risk- say something! I'm don't stupid. Look stupid. I'm, like, I'm so confused. i just here, like who?
2: Look, don't but, don't have me looking stupid. Say something, Alan. Look, okay. <laughs> I just Look, I was just like, you know what? There are a bunch of dudes who got signed um, without getting drafted this year. Maybe there's some dude I don't know.
1: Yeah.
2: But Reddish is averaging six point three a game at the moment.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. Okay. In shooting, um, shall we say poorly?
0: Whoa! I mean, a lot of the rookies had him winning Rookie of the Year, so I was wondering. Uh,
2: he's not winning Rookie of the Year shooting like this.
0: No, it's probably gonna be John Morant. Uh,
2: well, without Zion, it's looking that way.
0: Yeah, oh, Zion is
2: averaging, what, 20, he's, no, correction. He's shooting 25%. From, from 3? No. <laughs> <laughs> Period. I try to get him better for the doubt, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. He's
0: averaging – or he's 25% from the field. Yes. Boy, if you don't sit down somewhere, that's any that good at all, bro. That's awful. You're right. Like, low-key, I wish you didn't hear that number.
2: Well, can't I hear it now?
0: That's true, and my day is ruined. No, I'm joking. I don't like the Um, Hawks. I, really, I don't really like – do you like Trey Young?
2: Um, He's fun to watch. Opinions about this man. I respect him. I, granted, I haven't really seen him since he turned pro, but he's not necessarily my, my favorite player, though he seems to be have improved a fair bit from last year, so there's that.
0: He ended last year very well and started off this year really good. I just can't get over his baby hairs on his head. <laughs> like, why can I see your scalp? You
1: know what I mean? I'm telling you, it's the angles, bro. In person, it's not that bad.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've seen him from every angle. Pause, and like I swear to you that like I just feel like, like bro, why can I see through every strand of your hair? Anyways, who's
1: causing that?
0: It might because because I said I could see him from every angle. Anyways, uh, bro, I'm from the Midwest. We overcompensate over here.
1: No, um, oh, <laughs> it's you. you. It's you. Tech, no,
0: it ain't me. You ain't been around here for a minute, Alan. Oh, okay. thank you. Um, but I don't know you should you think Do you think the, the 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 time period of the three point shot will ever peak and will go back to big
2: men? So yeah, I I'm I'm uh unless they modify the rules in like in their very specific ways you kinda have to go think about it. No, nah. Not not so long as people in charge are very number, exe- number obsessed in terms of like the analytics and all that.
0: But the more into the future we get, the more unfortunate analytic bound we're going to get. Also, right. Mm.
1: But the analytics
0: also say no, mi- no mid range, and the best player in the NBA shoots dumb mid ranges.
1: Yeah, I think what's what's going to happen. It's going to take um, probably. LeBron's generation down to become executives and coaches, and that's when it, the trend will go backwards. Because they're going to they're going to notice like the analytics are weird, and they're going to want to go back to what they were. Like if you're a shooter, you're a shooter. We're not trying to force you to be a shooter. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's the thing that's going to happen more likely than the analytics, an analytics person is going to be like, actually, if we find someone who's seven foot six and they can dunk the ball all the time, that's the type of player we want. Cause that just doesn't come around. Like, unless, unless the class of, let's say, let's say this graduating high school class has five shacks in it, which is highly unlikely. They will not see – we will not see anything change within, like, the next 10 years.
0: I mean, I don't know if I necessarily care about that. I mean, you have the three-point line that kind of just, like, ruined basketball. Um And do you ever read that thing about Paul, what Palco Sall said about basketball, how, like, basketball nowadays is not as beautiful or, like, as skillful as it once was? Yeah. Um I agree with that. It's unfortunate, um, but it's definitely true because smart basketball is being taken out of play and, you know, fast break, a fast break three when it's one on three is like a natural shot down. You know what I mean? Get the shot up fast, come back. It's not, we all grew up learning that's not a smart play, but then Steph Curry turned that into a thing. And now a bunch of people do it, and it's just not good basketball or not good basketball habits, you know what I mean? Um, but I don't think I'm I'll, I'll know if I, I care about the three-point line and it would go back. I just hope the play itself gets smarter. But the one trend I do hope we get away from, I think we're on the cusp of getting away from it, is stop drafting the most athletic player and start drafting the most skillful player. You know what I'm saying? So, like, nowadays, Paul Pierce would not be a thing in the NBA. And, like, I think we're going to a point to, like, where that's not the case anymore. When that has been the case, we probably probably last, like, ten years.
1: I don't even know if I can agree with you on that. Because so, um, I don't know if you follow college basketball like that, and I don't think you do. The guys who are still highly talented are extremely athletic, and the biggest part of that is uh, the dreaded word. uh, Ah, I can't even think of the word right now, but their upside is so much higher because you're already an NBA athlete. The next thing I have to do is make you skillful and it seems like everyone in their mom thinks they can make you skillful. Which well, is
0: not true.
1: That's not true. Cause we, Michael Kidd Gilchrist is still in the league and it's because he plays hard and he plays defense. There is not anything in the world that he does outside of that and have size that is NBA level that I think I think anybody else can do.
0: Right? They're like to the lead. They're like, we can change a shot. We can make them, you know, do these certain things. And, like, no, that's not been the case, and that won't be the case. You know what I mean? Because, like, I don't know. Like, that's how – okay, so maybe the trend isn't on a downward trajectory, but we can all agree that that's a horrible trend, though. Yeah,
2: that's
1: true. So,
2: like, when I – so, hmm, all right, so a couple of things. One, as far as – at least what I see, and maybe they're – because as you get further down I'm not going to pretend like I pay attention to everybody who is potentially going to be in any given draft but it's like you look at the people you talk about who are highly touted like the highest touted folks in general are have both the athleticism or like the physical tools or whatever that scouts will rule over and you'll get drafted high even though you have no actual basketball ability um but they have the that at the those physical tools and they have the skill like, um, <clears throat> what's it? Cole Anthony has has both. Anthony Edwards has both. Wiseman has both. Those, eh, actually, eh, yeah, he has both. I feel like I can say that. Um, but then there'll be other dudes. We start getting down further in the draft, and you'll see. And somewhere like still saying where they're learning in that, like, what I think before the first round in ended, or maybe the early second round, um uh, the Celtics drafted Grant Williams, who's not necessarily con- considered to be necessarily due with all the tools necessarily, but he's a good basketball player, and sometimes what you just need is a good basketball player. Um, and then there'll be other guys who get drafted purely off of athleticism, um, or like size or what have you. A lot of, in, as y'all mentioned, a lot of those dudes don't tend not to work out, but some of them do. And I don't, I think people are learning about when to try and take those gambles, though. Um, and I, and that might be the main thing. Um... But I don't know. We'll just kind of see as things develop and all of that. Yeah. All right. Checking back one more
1: time. Anything else for the rookie report?
2: Um, nothing really of note. Okay.
1: Well, I'm going to go ahead and draw the boat real quick. Guys, what I want to talk about today. It's something that I talk about every single year because we love to panic. It is normal and absolutely on time for Kentucky to have lost to Evansville. Was it Evansville or Evanston?
2: It was Evansville.
1: Evansville. It happens every year. They get upset every single year early. And it is because John Curry, Collapurry fields nothing but freshmen and at best sophomores every single year. And they're not ready for people who have been in the NCAA system working out every single day, actually having the IQ to play at a high level. And I'm not saying the kids at Kentucky don't have the IQ. But there is a completely different work ethic and professionalism that you have when you're in college for three and four years. And Evansville also doesn't have super bums on that team. They got a dude in Sam come life. I'm pretty sure I'm butchering his his last name. But they got a dude who was formerly at Kansas and also showed out in his time at Arizona State. And I think he was ranked in, like, the top 100 coming out of high school. So, why in the world do we do this every single year outside of it being a news story and it being Kyler Perry's team? Kyler Perry isn't even stressed out. Like, he's like, yeah, this happens every year. I don't know why y'all make it a big deal.
0: I don't know. I hate John Calipari, Perry. So, my opinion towards him are going to be biased. Um... But, yeah, it should not be a big deal at all because clearly they don't don't care. But also, do we expect them to win ever?
2: You
0: know what I mean? Like, John Calipari doesn't – he wins, but, like, he not Coach K winning. You know what I mean? Like, every year I don't feel like Kentucky is going to win that championship. I feel like Duke has a chance every single year. But, like, I I don't know. Like, they're going to be number one at some point. But they're going to end up, you know. Now more times than not, they're not going to end up to the point, you know, when Noel was on the team and they didn't make the NCAA tournament. But they're going to end up, you know, ranked in the top ten, but like between ten and five. You know what I mean? Like this is this that's just that's just how it, you know. It's like it's like it's like a rotating clock nowadays. You know what I mean? And so like I'm really not surprised any time they they I'm not surprised any single time they lose. Uh, because of the way he's constructed his organization and his team.
2: Um, I mean, it is one of those things where it really probably shouldn't be all that newsworthy, but it is newsworthy for reason like like Phil just said he hates Calipari. That's why it's newsworthy. It's gonna get reactions out of people, like Calipari. Doesn't care. This is par for the course forum. It's, it's stand, like it's standard operating procedure. Like they're going to take some loss they have no business taking because the team is young because they're basically always young. But people are go, but people are going to have opinions. It's, it's going to generate talk. It's going to generate reaction. Like, and as long as it does that every year when they lose a game or two, they have no business losing. It, it makes the news. Because people because re- people have reactions and opinions on it. Um, as said, you really don't think that. Um, you don't you don't think Kentucky's gonna do too much this year? No. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I just I don't have a whole lot to say to it. I the only game I watched was. What was it? They were playing Michigan State, I believe. Yeah, they did that that opener. Um, And I, I think they'll be fine. He tend like they tend to peak around the right time every year. He tends to make deep tournament runs. But you know that's that's why the games get played and don't get like you don't just determine everything by talking about it.
0: I mean yeah their and their fan base is huge you know what I mean Kentucky's like, yeah. fan base is massive so of course they're going to get more clock and play time and talked about because that's going to bring in more ratings just like uh Calvin
1: just said and uh I I'm going to say this early um uh, I think Call Perry this is going to be the first time that he graduates two guys um from winning his recruiting classes.
0: I thought you said Tyler Perry. It just kind of sound like you said Tyler Perry. I was like, what are you talking about?
1: I mean, if you bend it, I mean, if you slur a little bit, Tyler Perry and Tyler Perry kind of sound the same.
0: They do, man, man. Articulate. No. I was going to say no. Come on. Yeah, but it. I don't...
1: I don't think Ashton Hagens or Emmanuel quickly are good enough to, for him to be like, you need to get out of here. I think he's going to keep those guys all four years.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be
1: surprised about that. Yeah. Hagens might be the only one who messes this up and, um, it does well. Like I could nice. I could see him developing a jump shot like his junior year and, NBA players be like, okay, he play. I mean, NBA executives being like, he plays amazing defense. Um, I think we should give him a shot now that he can shoot a little bit.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, Quigley's averaging fourteen points and five rebounds a game right now, though.
0: They're playing a bunch of. They're playing a bunch of exhibition
2: games, though, right? Um. So they've played Michigan State. Uh, Eastern Kentucky and Evansville.
0: So two supposed exhibition games, and one of those they lost. Yeah, I
2: think
0: sure they paid Evansville ninety thousand for them to play.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah, I think I read that. So like, imagine that though. You're this big time <laughs> organization, or my bad, school, and um. You pay a school to come to come there because you think it's going to be an easy win they come and beat you. That must be so... Like, for for a non-tenured coach, because doesn't Calipari have, like, a lifetime contract?
2: Um, wouldn't surprise me at this point. Yeah,
0: like, a non-tenured coach, that'd, that'd be, like, devastating for the career. But, cop like we have, have been mentioning for the last 10 minutes, cop Parts is like, well, oh, on to the next one, because, like, also, why would you give a coach tenure? Like, there is no reason to give a coach that much money in a sport. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's kind of ridiculous, but whatever. I mean, the fall off. You want a good coach. Coaches do fall off, though. Recruiting classes change. You know, style of play changes. Sometimes you can't predict if a you can't predict if a coach like is in his own head and refuses to change with the times. You know what I mean? So like. Especially if, let's, let's, let's say for the next five years, if Calipari does not win another championship. But he, they give him a lifetime commitment thing. Come on now. That makes no sense.
2: I mean, if he's taking the final fours and whatever on a fairly consistent basis, realistically, most pe like most co, the vast, 99% of the coaches you hire aren't doing better than that.
0: Now you gotta now be now sure in, the, in the last, what, in the last, in last seven years, how many Final Fours has he been to? Into? I don't. Uh, I don't think we can figure that out quickly. But now I'm curious about it. You know what I
2: mean? Give me a second. Uh, let me see if I can find it.
0: Okay, yeah, because Calvin's technologically advanced. I am not. I'm still trying to figure out how to download Uber Eats. What? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Like, like. <laughs> I love just made myself sound real dumb. Like I'm not that dumb. I'm in graduate school. for like education so like but like I'm not as techn- uh, technologically advanced as Calvin and I just don't type as fast I guarantee it
1: Hey, uh, very unnecessary flex my guy
0: hey no flex is unnecessary dog you literally said hey I'm one of those people about um about uh the reports earlier in this conversation and that was a very humble flex so relax yeah, I guess yeah, because <laughs> you used it, so let me do it.
2: So since he's been to Kentucky, he's been to four Final Fours, one of which is, of course, the championship that year they won the championship.
0: Four out of he got there in two thousand what? Twelve, eleven?
2: He got no. there in in the 10 season.
0: So he's been to four. Yeah. Oh nine oh ten. It's it's been about ten years. He's been to four. Is that good?
2: Um. I'm, I want to think chip, that's pretty chip, good. One
0: championship, four Final Fours in 10 years. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about that, Colin?
2: I I mean, honestly, I'm not sure, especially given the collective crapshoot that is the NCAA tournament, I'm not sure how somebody would necessarily do better. I'm not sure if any – I'm not really sure if anybody has. I'm not saying you have to like him as a coach. Look at Duke. Like, I'm just saying, like, you're not really going to get better. At the end of the day, every year out of over 300 schools in the entire country, okay. four of them make it to the final four, of course.
0: Okay, but let's not pretend like all schools are pretty equal. Yeah, the 300. But then you have much higher expectations for it: Duke, Michigan State, KU, Kentucky, Florida. You know what I mean? Um, in the last ten years, he's had the best recruiting. He's probably had, he's tied with Duke for sure. Probably a little bit better. The best recruiting classes of the last ten year, ten years by far. It, 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 would, I, would I be wrong about saying that?
2: Um, because nah, prior to um, prior to the last year, him and Coach K basically traded for number one and two in recruiting classes.
0: But he would get one, two, he would get like, he would get like, because cause he's getting new freshmen every year, right? So he's getting, or he would for a while at least, so he would just, he stock up on top 50 players in the country coming to high school, you know what I mean? Um, and for you to get, you know, one national championship out of that seems a little,
2: you know. I mean, to put it in perspective, um, Coach K in the same time period has been to... Two Final Fours, both of which ended in championships, but he's only been to two.
0: But which one's more important? Two championships or four
2: Final Fours? I mean, championships. I mean, you can say like championships, but like, how how likely is any given team to actually win the championship? I mean, you could fire okay, like hypothetically, if they wanted to, they could fire, like they could fire Calipari, but who are you gonna replace him with?
0: Oh, no one said fire, but a lifetime commitment as a basketball coach makes no sense to me personally.
2: I mean, that's probably a buyout like anything else, I would assume. Uh, if, I, if I remember right, the details of his contract aren't even public.
0: Yeah. Which is like,
1: what is, yeah, it? No, that's, Apple? that's true. That's not
0: oh. fun. Hmm. Which, which is wild, right? Like, and players couldn't get paid. Yeah. Come on, now that makes no sense.
2: Yeah. Um. But would you give Coach K a lifetime? Like at this point, he probably has one. He yeah, he pay. does. What would you give Coach K one? Given that, like from that, based on that same time frame.
0: Well, I give him a lifetime contract. I would never give anybody a lifetime contract. I think lifetime contracts are putting yourself in a hole and make no sense. Uh because you don't know you don't it, it's too many variables upon the individual that you're giving the lifetime contract to. So I would never give anybody in under under any circumstance unless you were like extremely efficient. I mean extremely efficient a lifetime contract. Um how many national championships has Coach K one in general?
2: Um let's see Maybe they just have it somewhere so I can be lazy. No, Calvin,
0: look, look that up, Calvin.
2: <laughs> I'm already looking at his stuff. I'm just trying to see if I if there's a way for me to be lazy about this. Actually, there is. Hold up. Okay. Um, he has five.
0: Out of how many years?
2: So he would he. Got to Duke in 80, for the 80, he started coaching Duke in the 80 81 season. Um, so that's what, what is 40 uh, years 40 now? 40 going on 40,
0: 40 years? 40, going on 40, right?
2: Wow. I'm close,
0: yeah. That's yeah, going on 40 years, like 38 or something like that. So um,
1: fun. that's crazy.
0: Yeah, that That is insane, by the way. <laughs> that is insane. Um, so five out of 40 years. Those are really good odds, actually. Like, that's five championships right. out of 40 years, or 38 years, is really good, to tell you the truth. Of course. Like, wow, okay. Um, and, and all at one school. That's, like, incredible. <laughs> a lot of you, that's actually incredible. Uh, I hate Coach K, because he looks like a vampire. Um, but respect to the guy. You know what I mean? Did you hear um, Jason Tatum's story about him?
2: Mm, Nah.
0: When Jason Tatum said... They asked him, like, the other day, actually. Like, what is the funniest moment you had at Duke, whatever. And Jason Tatum said he had two points going into halftime one game. Mm. And then Coach K came in, threw his coat at his feet, and called him a a soft-ass St. Louis player. And Jason Tatum went out and scored 30 the second half.
2: Wow.
0: That's wild. That's wild, isn't it? But you win five championships in 38 years, shoot. Because of my kid, all you want. You know what I mean? No Man. one, LeBron James' son, are committed to Duke.
1: <laughs> hey, the new dudes would have transferred.
0: <laughs> out of here. <laughs> Ain't a transfer
1: for doing the game.
0: <laughs> it happens that, like, you call Jason Tim a soft-ass St. Louis dude, but he from the Lou. They're not soft out there.
1: <laughs> Depends on which part of the Lou he came from.
2: Man, they hard as rock out there. No. Yeah. It is. It is. Everybody out there ain't. Everybody out there ain't. Hey,
1: my boy Calvin came from Memphis. What y'all t- it, Man,
2: it's Memphis. It's not even that. I'm just thinking about where my sister goes to school. Where'd she go to school? Washburn, um, right? Um, hmm? Washington. Yeah, um, Washington what? University.
0: What? Oh, she's at Washington University? Yeah. Oh, I, I know a guy who goes out there. Okay. They're,
2: they're, yeah, no. Every. Everybody ain't hard. Like, everybody in the city is not. No.
0: I mean, of course not, right? But go to St. East St. Louis and get gas. I bet you won't.
2: <laughs>
0: a Bro, no. I, every time I drove from Kansas City to Nashville, I had to go through St. Louis. And people who I knew from East St. Louis would say, do not stop at East St. Louis to get gas. And I would make sure I pumped up at a quick trip, like, on the outskirts of St. Louis, the city, before I got to East St. Louis and we just like, going past it. Like.
1: Oh no, bruh, it sounds more like a you thing than a them thing. No,
0: this, no, I had people from East St. Louis tell me, what am I gonna say? No, I'm gonna stop and get <laughs> I'm listening to them. Yeah, your crew might be soft too, yo. Yeah. Well, first of all, I know y'all Sigmas, but this guy was a nasty cute. So like. What
1: does that mean? <laughs>
0: that means he grimy and dirty.
1: Yeah, that doesn't mean he can fight or he's tough. That just no, not mean he's well, okay with no, he can fight.
0: Well, he since passed away, so. Oh.
2: Oh. Well, th- this got sad really quick. Right? You ruined it.
0: <laughs> Sorry. He, it really, he really did though. <laughs> I'm looking really sad right now. No, I'm joking. But, uh, I wanted to ruin it what because. Are
1: you really, joking?
0: I no, I want, I'm not joking, but. You ruined. I did ruin it on purpose because you were making good points. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to like figure out a way to sabotage your points.
1: Okay, so. can we at least get a moment of silence for Buddy, who we never met.
0: All right, shout out, shout out to Joe. Yeah, he got a memorial at this right
1: now. This took a turn, guys. All right, <laughs> it's
0: all good though. You know what I mean? Because no, it, it didn't. We are, oh. What?
1: It, it, it did feel good. Though.
0: It's all good though. But listen, because we we played basketball at fist together. That's all. It, it all ties into basketball at the, end of the day. You know what I mean? Because ball is life. You know what I mean? No.
1: Yeah.
2: Anybody? Calvin, what did you want to talk about today? Uh Oh, all right. So, um, all right, real quick. Um, Phil, you have you seen the stuff about uh Memphis and Wiseman his eligibility and all that.
0: Initially, when things first came out, I read a couple of articles about it, but like after that, no.
2: Okay, so just to cover for a quick cover for you and it, folks listening, basically, um, when Penny back when Penny Hardaway was coaching East High up uh, down here, he um, gave he he gave. Eleven thousand five hundred dollars to Wiseman's mom to help them move to Memphis. Of course, Wiseman moved and he played for um, Penny at East. Penny got after that. Penny, of course, got the job in Memphis, and of course he he went and recruited Wiseman. Um, And without getting into all the details, um, right before the season, the um, NCAA basically said he was ineligible. Um, I'm, I'm skipping a lot of details that I covered last week. Um, and basically Wiseman, um, like Wiseman and his family or whatever, was, uh, sued the, the, uh, NCAA and the University of Memphis. Um, that suit has been dropped. Um, they, they agreed to drop the suit. um. And like the ge- the general assumption at this point is that some like they came to some kind of agreement prior to this happening. Um, of course, like we'll never actually know what it was because like the the official the NCAA's official stance is you know they don't negotiate. But like it it almost certainly had to happen. There's no way that it didn't. Um. So, all right, based on y'all's understanding and whatever, how to start with, how much time you think he he ends up missing?
0: Um, I think he ends up missing uh until three games before the NCAA tournament.
2: Wow. Is... Alright, why?
0: Um gut feeling. Yeah. If I'm being perfectly honest, gut feeling. I got no basis behind that whatsoever, Colin. I just okay. feel like the NCAA is dumb petty and they kinda just like lost ground on their control of like um the student athlete because of the um uh, um uh, you can use a it, likes of your name for money. Mm-hmm. So they lost ground on like their, their their control. So they're gonna use this as an example to try, to try to gain some of that ground back. Hmm. Eh. That's that's a,
2: that, that's some fair logic. You
1: Alan? I don't think it's going to be that long. Um I don't I don't know why. I'm just it more on the side of it's probably going to be like a six game suspension and they are currently talking about what this means. And I, I think for, because James Wiseman is such a big name, especially for this draft class in NCAA period, because there's, there's not really a guy that moves the needle as much. Well, there's not a guy in this class who moves the needle as much as Zion did last year. Mm -hmm. But what can happen is there's enough talent in major regions, in major, um, well, really major regions of basketball fanfare that if you have your best players playing, James Wiseman, Wiseman is one of those better players. If you have those guys playing, you will get regional attention not the same that you got with zion but you're going to get your money from you're going to get your money from guys in tennessee you're going to get your money from guys in georgia when they go watch um who, who, what anthony is my, yeah anthony edwards you're going to get your money at unc just because it's unc and cole anthony is that dude so i think they're Memphis is going to have a point where they're like, hey, we're losing out too much money and they're going to work out a deal with uh the NCAA, whether that's like, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes, where they're going to go ahead and make some stuff happen so they can get, they can get buddy. Are you yawning? Yeah, bro, I'm tired. Bro, it's been a long day.
0: I'm not going to lie to you. I also got to go soon because I got to go to the library and do this convention thing. Um because, you know, I'm out here big balling pimping. But uh whatever you're saying it makes sense.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, my personal thing with it, I'm actually not sure. I also don't really feel like it's gonna be that long. If for no other reason then like and granted this might just be how I would might have handled it personally. If I was convinced it was gonna like they were gonna sit it in, for a long time or they or we were gonna drop it, or like if I'm Memphis and I feel like they it like they're going to drop like if we drop it they're gonna hit us with a hammer or when we drop it they're gonna hit us, like just like try and mess up the program or whatever like there's no reason to drop the suit you play it out because at that point they're either gonna mess you over they're gonna mess you over regardless what what you do so I have to assume it's yeah probably not gonna be super long suspension or whatever. Um, hey,
0: just thinking of a uh, college real quick before mm-hmm. I can- How's
2: Sharif doing? Um, hold on, because I haven't really been following him.
0: Yeah, you know, the West Coast teams is
2: the games is
0: on real late, <laughs> so like, I really don't know.
1: Not only that, I just don't care about UCLA.
0: I mean, like I do care about Sharif though, because he had a good story, you know, he had the heart oh, yeah. going out last year. So I'm kind of interested in how he's gonna do.
2: Okay. Um, he. He's only played one game this, this year. I, apparently, and he didn't play long. I don't know if that means he got hurt or what. Mm.
0: Um, What did he get in that small space of time?
2: He didn't really do anything. He, he had like three rebounds Oh, or something. Yeah. How many? It was only six minutes. How many? Six. Well, that's still more points than minutes, so... <laughs> well, there's more rebounds than minutes. He didn't score any points. Wait, no, never mind. I feel dumb. But yeah, he only played six minutes. He didn't score any points. He had three rebounds and a steal. Yikes!
0: Um, I wonder why he's not playing. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, he's like one of the you him. Coins. Apparently,
2: he had a hip issue.
0: Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, There's only, like a few people I care about this year. Like I legitimately care about when it comes to like. Um, their individual stats for colleges this year you know what I mean uh, so uh, and he's one of them so I was, I was just curious
2: okay Um. real quick because I've run across it. I've, okay I've run across people who feel this way alright um, before y'all go again with the um Wiseman and Memphis situation do you do y'all feel like Penny should be punished for this in some way no. no. Yeah. Okay. Who feels like he should be punished in some way? I don't know. I just it's just like you go on the internet, and you know how people spout nonsense. You'll yeah, find people I, spouting nonsense. I try
0: to stay off the internet uh, when it comes to like these things because a lot of people, you know, generally speaking, don't know what's talking about. But yeah, there's no way he should be. Wait, unless, unless he knew that he was going to be the, the the coach of Memphis at that point. Did he?
2: Uh, to my general knowledge, no. Okay, if he didn't know,
0: then, like, no. But if he knew, that's kind of just, like, stupidity and negligence. You know what I mean? That's
2: yeah. sick. My Part of my issue with it, or that idea, for not, is if nothing else, I feel like it would be such a specific thing to rule on and to punish for that you wouldn't really be able to apply it in many situations. And also... Like you'd be punishing him for what he did when he was technically a booster and functionally he can't be a booster because he's currently a coach and you would be functionally punishing him while he is under your control for something, for, for something that you ordinarily would not have any ability to punish him for.
0: Yeah. It's a very layered situation, but there is no way, in my opinion, that he should be punished for it.
1: Yeah. In all honesty, I think we're looking at something that's, uh, We're looking at something that's so nuanced that I don't think people know how to operate in the system. And that's why we're, we're looking at this. I Uh, think that's, I think that's the reason why they didn't catch it when they first sent him through everything. And then looking back, I think what we're getting is like somebody double checked the work and was like, this looks weird. Like, First of all, they gotta stop. You doing, be eligible.
0: They gotta stop doing these Dateline investigations on these kids. Like these kids want to who? Like relax, y'all. Uh, but all with that being said, I really do have to go though. So uh, I'll see you guys later on. Philip Dixon, uh, PJ Anecdotes podcast, uh, and Instagram and Twitter. Follow us. Uh, thank you. All right, I'll see you guys later. All right, see you.
2: See you, Colin. Later. All right. Anything else you want to talk about?
1: I don't, man. Unless you have anything else, I think we should go ahead and wrap this bad boy up.
2: Alright. Um, well, y'all can find me on Twitter uh, at cmcgowanii at cmcgowanii at cmcgowanii at some point I'm going to tweet something. At some point. <laughs> Alright. Um, oh, and also I'm probably going to start looking at into some high school games. Um, video from that will be on the Traveling Hooper uh, Twitter. So, yeah.
1: yeah. All right. Thank you for that, Calvin. Again, I am Alan Pettyroo Jr. I've been your host today. Um, again, you can find me at AP underscore rights with two S's because, you know, the Associated Presses thing Um You can also find us at the Traveling Hooper Um on Twitter Also go ahead and follow us on, on YouTube we have been pumping Out so much content lately on that Channel from uh, all of the events we've Been allowed to go to I appreciate each and every One of the organizations and high Schools that have let us film on Their baseline uh we just got a lot of videos up from the Elite 14 that had some of the top uh five star prospects in uh the country. We had Deshaun Nix on film, we got uh Booker T's, uh Bryce Thompson Thompson who just committed to KU. So shout out uh to him as well as guys like Micah Peavy and I have to tell you, you gotta watch the video with uh san antonio wagner those are some bad boys over there we're going to be very tough in that 5a division for texas and uh please just go ahead and follow us and thank you for listening this far you guys have a great day